0: Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The radio home of the Buffalo Sabres. From our
1: flagship station in Buffalo, this is the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Visit your local Upstate Honda dealers today. Here's your host, Brian Cozio.
2: The vision was to get a break. Meanwhile, turnover, they
1: score. Sabres turn it over. And Kessler... Keller gets the goal to make a one nothing.
3: Four forty eight remaining here in the second. Well, that is all Arizona needed. They shut out the Sabers two to nothing. But that one made it one to nothing, courtesy of Clayton Keller. It's the Noco play of the game, brought to you by Noco, the official natural gas and electric supplier to the Buffalo Sabers. As we welcome you into the Upstate Honda Dealers post game, visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. I'm Brian Colziel, Sabers. Unable to score, and they get shut out at the hands of the Coyotes. 1-2 and two on the road trip, 2 out of a possible 6 points. We'll update you on the scores and the standings coming up here in just a few moments. Paul Hamilton is here. Paul, a night that the Sabres probably played well enough to get a point, get 2 points, but they have 0 on the scoreboard, so
1: that's where we have to start. Yeah, this is easy. I mean, it's 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 very easy to be analyze this game. They played... Well enough to win. They didn't play well for the first 15 minutes. After that, I think they had the better of the play for most of the game. And you can lament that, yes, behind the net, and fanned on a play, and Keller scored at an empty net with Lucanen standing behind the net. And Ryan Johnson fanned on a shot, giving them a breakaway that they scored on. Lucanen made some great saves in this game, especially in the first 15 minutes, kind of holding them in until they got their legs. This wasn't a goaltending problem. It amazes me that I'm looking and seeing that people are blaming the goaltender, but those are people with agendas. They will jump on Lukanen as soon as he makes a play they think is bad, and then when he's playing well, it's crickets. I don't hear anything because they have an agenda and they want to be right. Um, Lukanen has been fine this year. He was their number one goalie, and he deserved to be. I have zero problem with them alternating Lukanen and Levi right now. Most teams don't go back to back with goaltenders. I'm sure with Ingram getting a shutout last night, shouldn't he have played tonight? Especially since his numbers are so much better than Vemelka. But he played 11 out of 12 games. The only game he didn't play was in Buffalo against the Sabres. So by the warped things that I've been reading, well, Ingram should have played tonight, but he didn't because most teams don't play their goaltenders back-to-back. As it turns out now, Arizona had two consecutive shutouts because the Sabres made Vimelka look like Dominic Hasek, which they normally do, and there is your problem. Not that Lukin Fanned behind the net. Not that Johnson Fanned on a shot. They only gave up two goals. If we would have said in the beginning of the night they were only going to give up two goals and have the types of opportunities that they had to score goals, of course, we would have, in two two seconds, said, well, they'll win. They didn't score on their opportunities. And they had the right people getting the opportunities. They had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And they did not score. That's the story of the game. It's not goaltending. The story of the season is not goaltending. The goaltending is quite a bit better than it was last year. The problem is, too many players have regressed. But... For the most part, they've played well. Coming into the game, they had played well in four or five games. The Colorado game was the stinker. I'll say they probably played pretty well in this game, too, and probably should have come away with a victory. But if you can't score goals, you're not going to win. It had nothing to do with goaltending. It had everything to do with too many guys missed golden opportunities to score, and they couldn't score.
3: And maybe the biggest sequence where we can point to where these – had your big-time players with opportunities was when, actually when Arizona was on the power play, Paul. We had
1: Alex Tuck and Tage Thompson within the same sequence. Both have great looks. Yeah, Tuck actually could have walked in a little bit more but still fired a great look. Big save there. And then he continues on the play, doesn't give up on the play, and makes a nice pass in front to a Thompson coming who, who saw the opportunity coming shorthanded, came open down the slot. And tried to make a move on Vimelka, who surprised him by coming out and going with the poke check. The trip came afterwards. The trip had nothing to do with Thompson not scoring. Uh, But, you know, he came out and poke checked the puck away from him. And there there are two guys that you want. I mean, you could say, pick the two guys you want to have those two opportunities. Those are the two guys we would pick. And... You know, they get nothing out of it. J.J. Paterka comes down on a two-on-one twice. Both times he puts it over the top of the net. The second time, he shot too early. He could have walked in a little bit more, kind of like Olison did a couple of games ago on a two-on-one. When he picked the corner, I believe it was on Allmark, that he picked the corner on Allmark and, and scored on a two-on-one. Paterka is perfectly capable of doing that. But he shot from a little too far out, and he threw it over the top of the net twice in this game. So, again, it's the right guys getting the opportunities. It's Casey Middlestad, first period, broke right down the slot, wide open. Couldn't score. Ryan Johnson broke down the slot on a three-on-two, wide open. Big save by Vemelka. I mean, we can just keep talking about the, the opportunities that they couldn't score on. And
3: probably an easy statement to make, just overall, not going individually here, is that the, uh, the the team as a whole had trouble hitting the net tonight, Paul. I think, you know, you look at the shot attempts there, 62 for Buffalo, and they end up hitting the net 28 times. Uh, that was something that was a common theme amongst a lot of the players tonight.
1: Yeah. I mean, they had 15 missed shots, 28 of them on net, and... You know, they had, uh, let's see, Buffalo blocked 20 shots and Arizona blocked 19. So 19 other shots were blocked. Um, so, you know, the, the, the opportunities definitely were there. Uh, Zach Benson had four shots on net. Rasmus Dahlin had four shots on net. Uh, J.J. Paterka, I talked about the ones he missed the net. He did have three on goal. Uh, So, you know, the, the opportunities were there. And when you get very good goaltending like they got, you should win a hockey game. But there's too many of these games that we can point out during the season that are just like this one. Or games where they have two points in the bag and the other team has none. And by the end of the night, the other team has two points and Buffalo gets one. That's happened twice now recently in Washington against Montreal. Again, games they should have won easily and gotten two points in regulation, and those are two teams that you need to get two points in regulation and give them nothing. And instead, you gave up two and only gave up one. But there have been other games where they've played well but couldn't put the puck in the net. It's it's astounding to me how they were so good at scoring this year, but game after game after game, for the most part, not every game, but for the most part, unless they're playing the best teams in the league, the number one teams in the league, they cannot put the puck in the net. Paul Hamilton
3: here with me, Brian Colziel. This is the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. 2 to nothing, Arizona victorious tonight. Keller in the second, O'Brien in the third. That's all the scoring. Buffalo unable to get one at all into the Arizona net. Final stats now brought to you by Level Financial Advisors. Helping you retire better, visit levelfa.com. Shots in the third were 8-6. to six. Buffalo, they outshot Arizona in all the periods, uh, but it ends up twenty-eight to twenty-two. Um, power plays—they only had one try, o of one. Arizona, o of two. So, not a lot of penalties called in this game overall tonight. Uh, Vamelka takes the win, twenty-eight saves and the shutout. Lucan in the loss, twenty saves. Your three stars are all Coyotes: Cooley with an assist, star number three. O'Brien with a goal, star number two, and Vamelka in net with the shutout. He's star number one, and he is tonight our electric. Player of the game. Brought to you by Town Ford. When you think Ford, think Town Ford. All right, Paul. Uh, before we let you go here, next up is Columbus. A two-game homestand. Columbus and Toronto coming up on Tuesday and Thursday. The Blue Jackets are at the bottom of their division. They have Columbus twice here at the end of December. So, um, but again, I don't know. You know, it's the Sabers haven't been able to. I guess we haven't been able to get a read on the Sabres like, oh, well, this is a a good game for them because they beat these top teams, (laughs) but then some of the bottom teams they lose to. So, I mean, I guess the quality of the opponent almost doesn't matter at this point. It's essentially, are the Sabres going to show up ready to play and are they going to finish their chances? I feel like those have been the top two storylines all year. Yeah, If they
1: they shoot like they shot tonight, they'll lose both games. Mm -hmm. Simple as that unless all of a sudden they get a goaltender who can't play goal and, and lets in five goals that are bad goals, which the Sabres don't seem to get because they center up the puck right on the crest of the goaltender, so it's almost impossible for them to give them a bad goal because they shoot right at him or shoot over the top of the net or miss the net. So uh, they're, they're not making the goaltender like, dive across and make phenomenal saves They're basically shooting right in his pads or right in the crest of his jersey. Paul, thanks for your work tonight. Appreciate it.
3: We'll uh, see you at KeyBank Center on Tuesday. Okay, I'll be there. All right, Paul Hamilton with us here. Sabres fall tonight at Mullet Arena in front of 4,800 on the Arizona State campus uh, where the Sabres unable to score tonight and get shut out, dropping to one and two on this three-game road trip. All right, for all of our local affiliates, we're going to say goodbye to you at this time. If you want to keep listening to the postgame, go to WGR550.com. And for all of you on WGR, we'll have some more postgame game. Coming up here, Sabres fall 2-0. We'll get you some highlights, Brayton scoreboard, standings updates. We'll read some tweets here uh, as we keep the upstate Honda Dealers postgame show going. 2-0 Arizona is the final. I'm Brian Colziel, and this is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network.
1: McBain racing after it. Paterka watching him, but McBain carries down to the corner before Darlene puts him down on the ice with a hit. Rasmus
3: Dahlin there with our Clinton collision hit of the game, Clinton collision. We're there when you need a repair. Arizona wins it two to nothing over Buffalo as we welcome you back to the Upstate Honda Dealers post game. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for being with us here along the Sabers Radio Network. Let's get to our save of the game now, and it's brought to you by your Upstate Honda Dealers. To see the exciting all new Honda lineup, visit your local Upstate Honda dealer today. Ukepekalukin playing well tonight. Faced twenty two shots. Here's one of his twenty saves.
1: Kesseling with a shot. That one almost off the stick of Benson, and Lucanen coming up with a save again, and puck lifted out of danger for Buffalo.
3: Lucanen again making 20 of 22 on the night, his team helping him out with no goals. So in the end, Lukanen was going to have to be perfect even just to get it to overtime, which he obviously was unable to do, and the Sabres fall 2-0. We'll update you on the standings coming up here in just a moment we'll also read some tweets at brian wgr if you want to get your thoughts in, go ahead and do so now but before we do that let's get the scores from around the nhl as we go to our final update of the night here's brayton wilson
2: thank you very much brian around the nhl is brought to you by alex's place in batavia oh man now i want ribs even at 11:42 at night brian i'd still want sounds ribs. good uh, lots of action around the NHL tonight, 13 games in total. We'll start with the earlier action in the day. The Wild earning a 2-1 shootout win on home ice over the visiting Vancouver Canucks. Vincent Trocheck scores twice for the Rangers in an overtime win over the Bruins, 2-1. The final score is Trochak getting both. Jack Hughes scores goals 12, 13, and 14 on the season. A hat trick over the Blue Jackets, 6-3 is the final score, as the Blue Jackets, of course, will be in Buffalo on Tuesday night to face the Sabres at KeyBank Center. The Canadiens earning a 5-3 win on home ice over the visiting Islanders tonight. Meanwhile, in Philadelphia, Cam York scores the only goal in a 1-0 win over the Red Wings. Toronto missing. Austin Matthews on the night due to the flu didn't really matter because they still blew out the Penguins in Toronto by a 7-0 score. The Jets earning a 6-2 win over the Colorado Avalanche on home ice in Winnipeg and the Predators doing the same over the Capitals beating visiting Washington 3-1. In overtime, it was a goal from Colton Pareko to give the Blues a 4-3 win over the Stars. And then the game's currently in action right now. Second intermission in Calgary. The Flames leading the Lightning 3-0 in a rematch of the 2004 Stanley Cup Final. The uh, the Panthers are up 4-1 on the Oilers late in the second period. And then the Kings and Kraken in action in Seattle with the Kings leading that game by a 2-1 score in the second intermission. In the AHL tonight, the Amerks were in action in Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, taking on the Baby Penguins, I guess you could say. They fall 2-1. Yuri Kulik did score once again for the Amerks' 16th goal of the year in what could be his last game before heading to Sweden to play for Team Czechia at the IIHF World Junior Championship starting the day after Christmas. Now taking you to football, the Bills will be back in action tomorrow as they host the Cowboys at Highmark Stadium. The team did not activate Kyre Elam or Justin Shorter tonight from injured reserve. That means neither player will be available. The only two players that have been ruled out for tomorrow's game are pass rusher A.J. Appanessa and safety Micah Hyde. Around the NFL, three games in action today with a couple of games having some implications on the Bills' playoff chances in the AFC. Aubrey Buffalo gets no help from the Vikings as Minnesota drops a 27-24 loss to the Bengals in Cincinnati in overtime. The Bengals now improve to 8-6 on the season and move into a playoff spot in the AFC. Meanwhile, the Colts earn a 30-13 win over the Steelers to also improve to 8-6 on the season and into a playoff spot in the conference. And also earlier tonight, the Lions, they throttle the Broncos, which helps the Bills uh, in a way. Uh, 42-17, Jared Goff, five touchdown passes thrown, three of which to tight end Sam Laporta. In lacrosse, the Bandits raised their championship banner in downtown Buffalo this evening and also earned their first win of the season as they ride a four goal night from Josh Byrne in a 12 9 win over the San Diego Seals. And in local college hoops, the Bonnies, they fall on Olean this afternoon as they lose to 15th rank FAU, 64 54. Meanwhile, the Purple Eagles, they managed to grab an 89 81 win over the New Jersey Institute of Technology, which happens to be housed in Newark. That's your look around the NHL and the rest of the sports world. Brian, back to you. Alright, Brayton, thank you for the geography lesson.
3: Appreciate it. Anytime. Call me anytime. <laughs> Thanks for your work tonight. Appreciate it. No, of course. It. Check out Brayton's story uh, on the Sabers' loss tonight. WGR550.com. A little bit more breakdown there and his thoughts and uh, analysis on this one as the Sabres fall to the Coyotes 2 to nothing. Okay, so there's the scores. What does it mean in terms of the standings? Let's look there next. Our NHL standings look brought to you by Native Pride and Tall Chief Cigars stand tall with native pride. Well, the wild card race, the Sabres are still five points back of the two teams that are holding right now those two spots, Detroit and Carolina. Uh, however, the Sabres have now played 32 games. That's more than anybody in the entire Eastern Conference. Uh, Columbus, who they'll face next, also is 32, but everyone else has faced or I'm sorry, has played less games. Than Buffalo so that's also a piece of the equation if you go by points percentage wise the Sabres maybe even aren't as close as it looks right now because the teams that they're chasing some of them have up to five games less played the Capitals have played five less games than Buffalo and have three more points so uh, while the standings (laughs) don't look great because only Columbus and only Ottawa are worse in the points categories um, in some sense it's even a teeny bit worse because The Sabres have played more games than anybody. So there's the look of the standings right now. But Detroit and Carolina holding on the two wild cards with 34. You've got Jersey, Tampa, Washington, Montreal, and Pittsburgh all in between before you get to Buffalo. And uh, then Columbus and Ottawa round out the rest of the Eastern Conference there at the bottom. And Columbus will be Buffalo's next opponent coming up Tuesday as they begin a mini two-game homestand. Columbus on Tuesday, Toronto on Thursday before they head back to Manhattan and play their final game before – the Christmas break uh, on the 23rd against the New York Rangers. Just a programming note also for that Ranger game. For all of you listening in Buffalo, that game will be on News Radio 930 WBEN because next Saturday night the Bills are in Los Angeles for a meeting with the Chargers, and that game uh, will be right here on our normal Sabres flagship WGR. Speaking of the Bills and our flagship WGR, coverage all day long tomorrow, uh, of course, with kickoff at 425. Uh, with the Bills and the Cowboys, so uh, make sure you're with us tomorrow as we get you set uh, f- with our Bills pregame, pre-game and postgame 11. coverage. 11 is when yes. it starts tomorrow. Yep. Okay. And uh, if you're going to the stadium tomorrow, bring rain gear. <laughs> it's supposed to rain pretty much just about around kickoff time, and then if uh, the radars are correct that I've been seeing, it looks like it's going to rain the whole game. So if you're going, bring rain gear, although it, thank goodness it's going to be like 45 degrees and not 25 if it's 25, it's snowing. Maybe that's better. I don't know.
2: It's let be it, let it not be like 36 degrees in, right. in rain because that's Right on miserable. the verge is the worst. Yeah.
3: You're right. All right. Well, let's read some tweets here before we say goodbye. You can always send me your thoughts after each and every game at BrianWGR. Uh, Jameson <laughs> sending me a GIF of the Wiley e. Coyote falling mm. off of a cliff. I thought that was kind of funny and, you know, tonight was not smiling the though the Coyote. He, he's, no, he he's, be smiling after a he's game like he's today. not happy because he's falling off the cliff right but the coyotes won they he won. may be, he should be happy
2: he, he might be falling off the cliff but at least they won
3: is it is this uh in reference to the coyotes win or to the sabers ball yes yes is
2: the answer <laughs> yes is the answer
3: that's right well um nevertheless here well, let's read a couple more um let's see here um yeah the quite a bit of thoughts on Don Granado saying pathetic effort Don's got to go I don't know if uh, Granado missing the net did Don was not missing the net tonight like this team was no um, no yeah
2: and as I mentioned to Paul just before he uh he left uh the Coyotes actually missed the net more than the Sabres did tonight there were a lot of pucks hitting the the glass hitting the backboards uh the Sabres missed the net but the Coyotes also missed the net too but they just converted on more of their chances I yep, guess I would agree yes that's the best way to go
3: about it our serve pro first response from the fans brought to you by serve pro of central buffalo's team Luzzy they respond first and faster to any size disaster well no Jeff Skinner tonight still on injury reserve uh, he was the really lone injury up to date still though Jordan Greenway Paul thinks may be close uh, to returning Zemgus Gergensen still on injury reserve Jack Quinn on injury reserve but Don Granato said yesterday he's close so Maybe we'll get some good news here over the course of the next few days uh, on Jack Quinn. But uh, that's the injury report brought to you by Losey and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. All right, well, not uh, not the best of results for the Sabres tonight. Not a horrible effort, but definitely not a complete game. Maybe 30, 20, 30 decent minutes, but again, you don't score. So the analysis is pretty... You know, not to dumb it down here, but it's pretty simple. You don't score, you're not going to win. No matter how good your goalie plays, it doesn't matter. Did lucan make a mistake on the Keller goal? Of course. But, you know, all right. At the end of the night, he lets in a breakaway on a backhand. That happens from time to time. But you scored zero. So there you go. You can't score zero. Plain and simple. The offense... And its lack of consistency and ability to finish continues to be the storyline of this season, and we can now just add another game to that file. Well, we had fun in studio tonight with a lot of our Sabres crew that were with us here tonight. Like, had a little, I guess you'd call it, Sabres holiday party. We ate a lot of pizza. That's good. Yeah, it's been a while since we've. Derek, how many, many to get slices together. are left here? Eight slices left. Is that a, is that a solid outing by us? I don't think so. I think we're. Quick, come by, Aaron. Her, her studios will
2: give them out. We got eight slices left. We got a little work to do, guys. Well, we did also expect a couple more people. That's true. That's true. That's oh. okay. We won't hold it against them. That's right. No, absolutely not. That's right.
3: Well, our crew in here tonight, Frank R. Curry, you just heard from him, our network producer, Brayton Wilson, doing the scores. And our game story, check it out, WGR550.com. Paul Hamilton's our reporter. Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray. Derek Kramer in charge of the pizza over there. Derek, good job. Appreciate it. Actually, Derek brought in some great cookies tonight. Thank you, Derek. They were tasty. And thank you for listening. <laughs> Final score, 2-0 Coyotes. Bills Cowboys tomorrow. Kickoff 425 here on WGR, and then I'll be with you next Tuesday night from downtown Buffalo with the Columbus Blue Jackets in town. Enjoy the Bills game. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and I'll talk to you Tuesday night from KeyBank Center right here on the Buffalo Sabres radio network. Good night, everyone.
2: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
0: baseball is back and so is mlb.tv watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere anytime all season long follow the action live or on demand Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?